Hello, everyone. This is the Charging Buffalo Podcast, Season 4, Episode 4. I'm Joe, as always, joined by Luke, and season starts tomorrow. Are you excited? Does it? This is... Let me tell you something. This is the least excited I have ever been. The least, like... I've never felt less anticipation for something that I'm normally so excited about in my life. That's just league-wide, too. Maybe it's because I'm so busy and all I think about is work... And I just don't put any effort into thinking about, like, hockey or anything other than that. But, like, I'm still going to watch, of course. Mm-hmm. I still have my NHL TV subscription. I'm still going to watch Connor McDavid tonight. But, like, I, I, the Sabres, uh, I have no reason to be excited. Yeah, and do you think that it's more of the current team, or is it because of how last season ended? As to why you're not excited. Because I feel exactly the same way. We talked about it on the last podcast. Personally? I, I'm not excited at all. I, I'm going to the game on Saturday against the Devils. I am I hope they win, obviously. I, I, I feel like the passion just isn't there anymore. And they need to prove that. Like, just show me. I'm sick of... And talk is cheap here. You need to show us why we should care again. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I personally am not excited because of the team. I don't want to watch Zemius Gergensen's again. I don't want to watch Johan Larson again. I don't want to watch these guys. I don't want to watch Vladimir Saboka. I don't want to watch Kyle Opozo. I don't want to watch Marco Scandella. I don't even want to watch Casey Nelson when he's called up. Mm-hmm. It's so disappointing the, the the personnel that we returned this year. Nothing was done when you look at it now. The dust has settled, and you look, and it's identical to last year. Well, they the moves that they did make were good. Brought in Johansson. The VC trade could work out. He could potentially score twenty goals depending on who he's playing with. But he's a defensive liability at that. The VC acquisition was probably their worst. Actual move, Jimmy. It BC, was go go ahead, go ahead. He's not going to become a seventy point getter. Oh you know? yeah, yeah. And he's a thirty to forty point player. I'm just through with can this. Play on the power. Play. We talked about this in the last episode. I'm through with this step by step building. It has some major ground has to be covered within the course of a season for once because it's always just a little trade here and there. We're setting up for next year, and that's just an example. I'm not saying we are, mm. but. Um, I'm still feeling how I was feeling last episode. I'm sick of it. I'm feeling worse, actually, and we're going to get to that in a little bit. Yeah, because those lines are not promising. Yeah. I, yeah. We're gonna we're just going to move on here because I don't want to dive too much into kind of breaking up our format here that we were going to go on. But. And I, I want to remind everybody that this podcast is brought to you by the good folks at Justition Hockey. If you head on over to justitionhockey.com. Use a promo code TCB on your purchase, and you get ten percent off anything you want. I so bought. I think I mentioned on the last episode. I bought the the black saber tooth shirt. I'm excited for that. To show I listened up. to it back yesterday. Yep. And I'm really looking forward to that. I can't wait to wear it with my my wonderful goat head hat. I might. I've become you. You guys know that I'm a jersey addict, mm-hmm. but lately I've just I've become a hat addict. Mm-hmm. I've been buying a lot of hats. I think I bought like five or six Sabres hats since the Sabres 5K run. I bought a few. Yeah, I bought three the the day of the 5K. 
and then I bought two the last time I was at the arena. Third, New Era is pumping out some quality hats. So definitely, whenever you're down at the arena, stop at the new improved Saber store and pick something up. Nice. They did do a really good job at the Saber store. It, it it's looks very nice. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Nice and updated. Feel like they have less inventory now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But that's what happens when stuff is remodeled. Exactly. It, and there's royal blue all over. The it, place. it just looks like it. Yeah. Okay, so the final rosters were revealed, and I'm gonna pull it up right now. I just want to add in. I got a 50th anniversary jersey. It's blank. You saw it the other day. Yeah. Uh, I I I just I was never gonna spend. Um, we have some breaking news here. Oh. So the Arizona Coyotes have agreed to a two-year contract extension with Darcy Kemper. $4.5 million average annual value. I wonder if Antti Ranta is just not right. He must not because He's they, injured they, again. They claimed Eric Comrie off waivers. They did? Yeah. I didn't Coyote, see that. Yeah, the Coyotes claimed Eric Comrie, so oh, there must be something with... Chevy, what are you doing? Oh, they're set. They're, well, uh, they had, they had Brassois. Brassois was very good last year. Yeah. They had and that guy they, who they had some... That guy who got the assist. They just drafted him this year, I think. I forget his name though. They they have a R- Russian goalie mm-hmm. that was playing Matt Number Toba 60? last year. He was impressive in training camp, I guess. So maybe it was a tough decision for them mm-hmm. to waive Comrie, but you gotta do what you gotta do. But yeah, four point five million dollar average annual value for Darcy Kemper, who that has to do with Anti Ranta. It has I, to I be. Yeah, to, I'm glad to believe. Wow, that, I feel like that's a lot of money for mm-hmm. Kemper, who's yeah for Kemper, a fringe-ish mm-hmm. starting goalie at best. He was super good, though, at points last year. He Aiden was wild. Hill, they have Aiden Hill, too, over in Arizona. And I, I want to call it an interesting move. It seems kind of premature. But, yeah. Where were we? Where were we? We were talking about I something. was talking about me buying a 50 anniversary. Okay, yeah. Uh, okay, so I'm going to pull up the the roster here. If it will load. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Okay, so at forward, the Sabres have Jack Eichel. Jeff Skinner, Sam Reinhardt, Victor Olofsson, Casey Middlestat, Evan Rodriguez, Marcus Johansson, Connor Sherry, Jimmy Vesey. Those all names that we expected, right? No, nothing out of the ordinary. Nope. And now it's the rest. Yeah. You got Johan Larson, Zemgis Gergensens, Vladimir Saboka, and Kyle Poso once again. Not good. There's not much we can do about about Oposo. Yeah, there's not. Obviously, nothing. There's nothing you could really do, and I want to talk about Oposo in a little bit. But on defense, you got Darlene, McCabe, Miller, Yoki Haru, and then the disappointments. Ristolainen, still on the team. Scandella, and to my surprise, John Gilmore made the team. I thought they were going to sign him to Rochester. But the thing is, is Gilmore ever going to play? Probably not. And in goal, Linus Allmark, Carter Hutton. And on the IR... Uh, Brand Montour out three to four weeks with a hand injury that he sustained in preseason. Might have been against the Leafs. It was against Columbus. Columbus, mm-hmm. yes. Hunwick is on LTIR. He will be placed on LTIR if he hasn't already with a neck injury. He will not play this season. He's actually on the University of Michigan coaching staff now. Oh. And in an assistant capacity, I believe. Bogosian and Ukopekalukinen both had hip surgery. Over the course of the offseason, they are still out indefinitely. No timetable. Bogosian just had another setback as well. Yeah, I saw Kruger mm-hmm. said he had a setback. Mm-hmm. I would not expect Bogosian to come back this year. 
Yeah, probably I don't. Not. I'm not expecting it. Might be out of the league next year. He'll be on PTOs. Probably, mm-hmm. probably. Because who's gonna sign him to a contract after potentially not playing at all this season? I don't even know what Bogosian is because I've never been able to see him play. I don't remember him playing he was at all. Fine last year. I I thought last year was his best year in Buffalo, but. Yeah, Lukanen, it kind of sucks. I was really hoping, I hope he comes back soon. But, yeah, definitely hoping for the best for Rukopeka Lukanen. Because is this hip surgery going to set him back at all? I don't know. Because I know there are lots of people that are hoping that Buffalo would take the Carter Hart model with Rukopeka Lukanen and kind of throw him in if in the Buffalo if all market Hutton aren't cutting it. But mm. we shall see. Mm. So some surprises. Curtis Lazar, impressive training camp, sent down to Rochester. Tage Thompson looked like he earned a spot out of training camp, sent to Rochester. A couple paper transactions. Uh, Lazar and JSDA called up to Buffalo, and Yoki Haru and Olafson sent down. Mm. But they will be coming back up tomorrow, as I believe they have to be in Rochester for 24 hours or something. It's a cat move. They'll be back up. Uh, don't worry about that. I'm going to try and find the lines here, though, if you want to comment on that. Yeah. Um, well, to begin, um, I think it's very likely that the Sabres are in that spot where their goalies are not playing well enough, and Lukanen, people start clamoring for Lukanen. I don't want him to be up, but you know what I'm saying. Um, yeah, it's don't like the look of it, that's for sure. And as we get into these lines, uh, I'm cringing. Yeah, so top line, Evan Rodriguez, Jack Eichel, and Sam Reinhardt. Evan Rodriguez is a placeholder for Victor Olofsson, and that's not a good sign because Evan Rodriguez, more likely than not, will be scratched tomorrow against the Pittsburgh Penguins. That is not good. And I, it's October 2nd, and I'm already starting to doubt this coach. What did they sign this guy for if he's not going to play? It was arbitration, though. They, they weren't going to walk away, but, like, what are you doing? Evan Rodriguez, is, what is he, the sixth or seventh best forward on this team, and you're he's going to be a healthy scratch? Like, what are you doing? I'm pretty sure he's going to be a UFA at the end of the year. He's going to walk away from this team if this keeps up. He's underappreciated. Last year, he was probably their fourth, fourth best forward, and he was playing in a role that, was not suited for him. Give this guy a bigger role. Put him in the top six. Why not? Rodriguez can score 20 goals. He can. Just give him a chance. The writing is just on the wall with this team. It's, it's They're going to be bad. I know. And I know that you you guys don't want to hear that. But it unless Kruger can get everything out of each and every one of these guys like people think he can... I don't see it. Second line. Get ready to groan. Jeff Skinner, Marcus Johansson, Vladimir Sabotka. How does Sabotka weasel his way onto this line? How does he weasel his way into the team, let alone on the second line? Jeff Skinner, if he doesn't have any goals by the end of October, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> mm-hmm. Johansson's good. Johansson's Johansson good. Johansson belongs Johansson's there. good. But he hasn't played center since Washington, since mm-hmm. he was on Washington yeah. years ago. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of his career, I believe. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know how that's going to work out. He feels comfortable playing center, though. But why is Vladimir Saboka on this line? That's what I want to know. I don't know how what Saboka did at the end of last season. Because we've seen this trend before. And like I said on last episode, they don't learn where he's played on the fourth line and he sucked. He, he's been good in preseason, sucked in the regular season. What makes them think that trend is going to change? And I, he's just going to, you can magically throw him, like, players don't change year after year unless you're a phenomenal talent and you improve. You can't just take a guy who was on the fourth line last year, didn't do anything seemingly to get better, and throw him on the second line and expect it to magically change. Nothing's going to change in his game. Why is like why is he there? Is that is Vladimir Saboka really the best option to play with Marcus Johansson and Jeff Skinner? You brought Johansson in to give you some points, get some goals, and defense. Be versatile, yeah. defense. As you can see, you can play center. And you put him you put Sabotka on his wing, who had how many points Sabotka have last year? Fifteen? Not even what four Maybe. goals? I don't Maybe. have his the hockey reference in front of me. But it makes you think, like... Sabok- and analytically, Saboka was one of the worst players in... Not on the Sabres, in the entire league. Kruger must have just not watched this team this year, last year. I don't even know if he was around the game, but he he didn't... He couldn't have done his homework on, on these guys last year. Just look at what you saw. He's a 30-year-old player. He's getting older. He's not getting better. Saboka had 13 points last year in 69 games. If you're 30 nice. years old and you're already on the downside of your career, you're not getting any better. Yeah. It's just horrible personnel management. It's horrible line management. Like, just don't you want speed? Don't you want guys who can make plays? Like, Saboka isn't fast anymore. He can't play defense. Skinner can barely play defense either. So what, you have Johansson out there to be the one, uh, the one defensive forward? There's nothing about that line that makes sense. Skinner should be with Eichel and Reinhardt. Yeah, I wouldn't even have Johansson with Skinner. Put Middlestad on Johansson's wing. Middlestad can't play center. Can't play any better than Johansson does. And at least the line is more exciting. And what the good thing about this is, though, how often do opening night lines stay the same? That's the thing, too. This, could be, this could be different by Saturday. Mm-hmm. They could get walloped by Pittsburgh tomorrow, and then we see Skinner, Eichel, Olofsson, Reinhardt at center. Who knows? Sabotka could be on the first line. Sabotka could be in Rochester. Who knows? Maybe Sabotka will not report like Berglund. Who knows? We don't know what's going to happen. But, okay, let's move on to the next line. This is an interesting line. Jimmy VC, Casey Middlestat, Connor Sherry. Could be a defensive train wreck, but could also be very fun. They're all very similar in stature and play style, so uh, it should be fun. It could, it could um, produce it's a, a lot of goals. It's a young line. Um, kind of. Kind of. I think who's, Sherry's probably the oldest. Sherry's right? like 27, 28. Yeah. Uh, VZ's 25, 24. No, he's 25 or 26. Middle set's 20, 21. So... We'll see. That's probably the line that I'm most looking forward to seeing, other than Eichel, Reinhardt, and Olofsson. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, that could be your, your second most productive line. Could be, right? yeah. And the Sabres really need Middlestad to pull through this year. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't, the B-word's probably going to be thrown around. 
and then maybe they're looking to move on. Who if what if he has another 25, 30 point year, mm-hmm. or even takes a step back if that's even possible? Uh, it's gonna look ugly. Mm-hmm. Uh, fourth line, they opt for the defensive shutdown line, which okay, Gergensen's Larson and Oposo. <sighs> Um, I don't want a strictly defensive shutdown line if they aren't going to be perfect and play that role to the best the league can see. And it's not good today to have a line that doesn't give you any offense, and that line is not going to score goals at all. Yeah. They're going to account for probably 40 points combined. So... <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> like, eh. again, it's like these lines were made based on, like, four tiers of who the best players are. You have your, th- you know, the top tier is your first line. It's They weren't made with any kind of, um, like, gelling or, or chemistry or playmaking potential like that. They weren't made with that in consideration. You're not in your Hopefully head. Hopefully it all changed. <laughs> Hopefully it all changes, because mm-hmm. these lines are garbage, mm-hmm. absolute garbage, and deep, deep pairs are a little better. Uh, you're looking at McCabe, Ristolainen, and Darlene Miller, Scandella, Gilmore. Listen. Gilmore is sitting in for Yoki Haru while the, the transaction goes through, I guess. The year is 2019. It's not 2016. McCabe and Ristolainen being the first pairing on opening night, it's archaic. Why, after all these years, are they still the top pairing? Why isn't Darlene up there? Well, it's just looking at the tweet that it could be different. I've seen people list Darlene and Miller as the top pair. Some people put... If they aren't playing the most minutes... Then this we, we've been fed lies. We've been fed lies mm-hmm. because each and every year, I think I mentioned this last time, it's oh, give Ristolainen a lesser role. Don't give him all these minutes, and then he's going to be fine. But then we sit here after every game, and Ristolainen's playing twenty-seven minutes a night, playing power play, penalty kill, and five on five. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. And that might be the case again this year. Montour's out for a little bit that's gonna affect that for sure but they have to cut this guy's ice time and are they actually going to do it we'll see i don't know uh no word on who's expected to start in goal i i would suspect that it would be carter hutton but Mm. still remains to be seen it feels like last season never ended yeah it feels eerily similar because we were the GM kind of alluded to the fact that there's going to be change. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, they added some players, yes. But for the most part, the team remains very similar. And the national media guys like Elliot Friedman, Darren Dreger, mm-hmm. when roster surgery is bandied about, you expect... <coughs> oh, bless you. Thank you. As I was saying, you expect... Them to subtract, mm-hmm. and that's not something that they did. They kept the entire bottom six for the most part. I keep liking to say this: uh, there are six guys in the bottom six that are question marks mm-hmm. when it comes to production. 
We don't know if Middlesex can score. You don't know if you know Gergensen's Larson aren't going to produce points. Oposo, is he going to take another step back? Probably. I, don't know. I can't wait to watch tomorrow. And you know Smoke and, is not going to be able to produce. And see Gergensen step onto the ice for the first time and just say, ugh, to myself. And Kruger was saying, Gergensen's... I want to find the quote. I want to find the quote. Hold on. Uh, well, I mean, speaking of tomorrow, too, um, I'm not going to get another chance to say this throughout the show, but I want to see if MSG has new, uh, like, graphics. Like a new scoreboard. They're going to have a new broadcast location for the intermission, so... It's not a... That uh, might be a clue. It's not the Bills Stadium anymore. Well, uh, I think for away games probably will be, but for home games, they're going to be somewhere in the arena different. Okay, so. here it is. Kruger, Buffalo Sabres Twitter account. Kruger identified Gergensen's as, quote, a player who truly executes within the framework of what we need defensively. Fine. Okay, yeah, if, I, if Gergensen's is anything, he's a good defensive forward and offers some speed. But then he goes on to say and is a threat to score, and Gergensen's has not scored more than seven goals ever since his rookie year. In his rookie year, he scored 15 goals, and that was because he was playing basically in all situations on the first line because the team was so bad. I think even Zemgis Gergensen's read that quote and laughed. Yeah. I just... I don't know. I don't know anymore. There, there's a lot of speechlessness, if that's a word, in this show. Because we're devastated. I mean, I'm devastated. I feel like this team's going to do nothing this year. They can't be worse than last year, though, right? There's no way. I'm not ready to say that. But, yeah, keep in mind, they were buoyed by that 10-game winning streak. If they didn't have that 10-game winning streak, they're a last-place team. (sighs) They're average over that course of time. They're fighting with Ottawa, right? I still think, though, um, even, like, that streak alone makes them better than, or could make them better than this year's team. And the sad thing is, what if they go on some crazy Mm -hmm. run like that again? It won't be as exciting. No one's going to feel confident after, unless, like, it's in a different, like, last year during the Titanium Wing streak, most of the games are comebacks or overtime wins or shootout wins. If they, say, dominate in all of these games, maybe feelings are different. But I'll tell you, if they're, I don't know, 20-8 in, in the first 28 games of the year and have like a 10 or 11 game winning streak, something like that, I'm not going to feel confident. We it's were, just, oh, we were, this is going to fall off. The rails, who knows? It could have been so much different. The feeling we had right now could have been coming off of a playoff season. We could have been talking about, can the Sabres challenge the Lightning for the Atlantic Division? Can they Can they get out of the wild card spot or something? I mean, we wouldn't have been if it kept that pace. But look where we are now. A year later, I mean, no, less than a year technically later, and we're just back to talking about what we were talking about last October 3rd or whatever day the season started or the day before the season mm-hmm. started. Nothing's changed We now and then. Now, hear me out. What if these guys buy in the Kruger and change? What if? How likely is that? It seems like they're incapable of... I think some of these guys have been through so many regime changes, it's just tiring and they don't want to do it anymore. They don't want to change anymore. 
It's too much. They Maybe they need a change. Gergensons and Larson have been here for like five or six years now. Mm-hmm. They've been in the organization since 2013. They, it, it, we've talked about this before, too, Gergensons. but it is impressive how so many Regeer guys have found Are a way still here. to stay. McCabe was a was And a although guy these, too. these guys weren't developed... Under Regeer. They were drafted by Regeer, but they weren't developed. These are more or less still Tim Murray guys. But still, it's it's like it's like a bygone era. Mm-hmm. It was so long ago. Yeah. Darcy Regeer was here a long time mm-hmm. ago. It's been a long time. It's been a long time since Tim Murray was here, let alone Darcy Regeer. But now these guys have one year left on their contracts. What if they... But the thing is here, do we... What's the succession plan to these guys? Are they going to walk away from them next year? I hope so. But are the guys in Rochester ready to take their spots? And will they be any better? Like, Asplund, I I was very high on him. I still am very high on him. But he was not good in training camp. Very underwhelming in those preseason games. Will he be any better than Johan Larson next year? Yeah, maybe he'll be able to produce a little more, but defensively, will he be better? I don't know. What's their plan there? Because if they can't do better than Gergensen's, Larson, Sabotka, Oposo next year, what are they going to look like next year? Is Jason Bott... The, my thinking here is, this year it's about identifying if Jason Bottrell is the guy to handle all of this cap space next year. Mm-hmm. Well, who else could who else could do it? I mean, it's not the time to think about that. I don't think. Yeah. But, but that's something I'm going to be keeping in the back of my mind because I someone said it the other day. Who set this team up for more success, Tim Murray or Jason Bottrell? Because if you think about it, people like to say, "Oh, Tim Murray left this team a mess. He got Ryan O'Reilly." He got Evander Kane, and he got Jack Eichel. Mm-hmm. Things were going pretty good with Tim Murray in hindsight. <laughs> I don't know. What, you don't think so? No. Well, there there were problems. There were problems. There were but problems. He, he got two very good players mm-hmm. and a franchise centerpiece in Jack Eichel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he made a lot of mistakes, but so... Let's be real. Jason Bottrell's making just as many mistakes at this point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean... And he traded Ryan O'Reilly. Two straight... He, he is bringing in good players, though. Slowly but surely. But he's not subtracting from the roster. That's That's my problem here. How can you come into this season... Not getting rid of a single player that was under contract. Pollenville is the only guy who was on the team last year that is no longer on the team. Well, if, count, if you're not counting, and like he Remy wasn't even Ali, the worst. Who was waived? He wasn't even the worst guy in the team. Yeah, Pollenville was all right. Mm-hmm. He was all right, and he's the one who's gone. You let go of a veteran who can still play. I'm speechless. It's I just know, I know. Prove, prove us wrong. Prove us wrong. Not to mention the fact that we haven't won the first game of the season since 2008. 2008, I remember. Mm-hmm. I I honestly don't remember that game. It was like against Montreal. 
No, they lost against Montreal. We lost Montreal in 09-10. Shootout or overtime? Overtime. Yeah. 2-1. I think Tim Connolly had our goal. No. Why don't we just reminisce on the good times? I don't remember the good times. Was, uh, the good times were so long ago. That's right. Okay. No, I mean, I, I, I tweeted this the other day, but, like, I find myself saying sometimes, hey, Luke, you were alive when the Sabres were good. And it's just like, oh, my God, I was. Like, I, I have there, seen Sabres playoff games. There are there are probably people listening to this right now that were born, like, were too young to even remember the 2010 mm-hmm. and 11 playoff runs. Mm-hmm. Like, there are people out there that weren't even alive for the those six oh seven run. Like yeah. yeah, we were we were young. I remember it thoroughly though. Those those yeah. are my first moment memories. Well that and that whole season are my first memories of hockey. The Sabres really. But they it, it happened during mine and yours lifetime and we didn't know what we had. Mm-hmm. I feel like the the air the the air around us is just more quiet today than it has been. It's like a pall has taken over the. I air. wish I could just go back in time and warn mm. warn young Joe mm. of what was to come. Mm. Oh, man, this such a bitter taste. Like hockey season starts today. Like there are NHL games on tonight. Do you want to look over the Penguins? Roster for uh, tomorrow? Yeah, let's see. Um, where would we find the Penguins? Penguins lines. It was a good Penguins beat reporter. God. Lord help me if I know. Uh, Penguins lines. I'm sure the Penguins account Goodness. tweeted it out. Let's see. Sidney Crosby will play in, oh. the, in the opener for the Penguins. Yep, I see him now. It is. Okay, so they have Jake Gensel, Sidney Crosby, and Patrick Hornquist. Uh, Alex Galchenyuk, Evgeny Malkin, and uh, Tanev. Uh, Jared McCann, Nick Bugstad, and Dominic Cahoon. Zach Aston Reese, uh, the blue guy, Teddy, Blu- Teddy Bluger, and Dominic Simone. Their defense is uh, Brian Dumoulin, uh, Chris Letang, Eric, or Jack Johnson, is that? Jack Johnson, yes. Uh, Jaden Schultz. Justin Schultz. Justin Schultz. Marcus I get him Patterson, Schwartz mixed up. Eric Goodbranson. Yep. They have three defensemen as their extras. Chad Ruiddle. Chad Ruiddle's still around. Mm-hmm. Man. What happened to that report that Jack Johnson was expected to be traded over the past couple of days? Obviously didn't happen. Mar- who is Marino? John Marino. He was uh, drafted by the Oilers, didn't sign with them, then got traded to Pittsburgh for like a conditional pick. Hmm. Six rounder maybe. Hmm. And Brian Rust uh, sent to the IR. He got hurt in the game on Saturday against the Sabres. But did you see the Penguins' third jerseys? Oh. They're wearing the yellow. Oh, they're wearing tomorrow? Uh, maybe. I'm not sure. And oh, only weekend. Only weekend. February 22nd is Fe- Buffalo. Okay, okay, though. okay. There it is. <sighs> but yeah, if you... Let's uh, let's put something on our Instagram story here. You know that slider, that slider thing? Yes. I'm gonna put How are that you feeling about this season? Your excitement, excitement mm-hmm. level, excitement level. So we're gonna put that on our you know, Instagram story right now. There is no player, uh, there's no shade of blue that can change my excitement level, whatever you want to call it, my level of disappointment. Um, what is the 
I don't know. I don't know where I'm thinking of. Here we but go. There is nothing that can change the way I feel except for winning. And if these guys come out and they prove me wrong on every little thing that I'm upset about, that I'm sad about, and I'm dreading, then I think my 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 ailments might be cured. And some news. Uh, assistant captains announced last year it was Zach Bogosian and Kyle Poso, and I believe Ristolainen and then Scandella would rotate in. Mm-hmm. But this year it's Marcus Johansson and Jake McCabe. Johansson, I agree with it. I think he's fitting to where the A, but Jake McCabe's kind of puzzling. I, I, I would have thought that Reinhardt would have gotten it. I would have thought. Eichel obviously still the captain. I like McCabe getting it. Interesting. I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm okay with it, but it just seems interesting mm-hmm. that, that they would strip Oposo of the A. Mm-hmm. Maybe that, maybe because that, I know at practice, Oposo and Rodriguez were shifting in and out on the fourth line, so I'm expecting that Oposo will miss some time being a healthy scratch this year, you would Ooh, think. That's that's ugly. Right? What do you got to do to get rid of him? You got to be good enough to be in the position to flip picks and prospects to yep. a team like Ottawa. Mm-hmm. All right, how about we get into the booty cheek of the week? Yep, uh, the booty of the, the booty cheek of the week. It's not other than Jason Bottrell. Um, you haven't done much, pal. All right, and the fact that we're still figuring out cap scenarios and stuff uh, 24 hours before the season begins is just a joke that Olsen technically is not on the roster at the moment because you have a bum 30-something-year-old right-winger in Kyle Pozo who's taking up cap space. and just That's a, not his fault, though. I, it's just a, a complete mess what else is... I mean, we we, we, we ranted and raved Rasmus Ristolainen is still on the team. Ristolainen is still here. Still on the team. Are there no takers at this point, or is the asking price just too high? That's what I want. I want to know what the offers are. Mm-hmm. Like, are they being actually offered good pieces, good draft picks, and they're just not taking it, or are they just holding out for the right deal? And if they do hold out for the right deal and it's a good deal, then fine. And they do have a lot of defensemen that are hurt right now. And maybe they do have to keep him for the time being. But, man, like... If Dylan Cousins was here, I'd be feeling a lot better. But I don't want him in this situation. Botchel sent him down. Well, nine games. We're going to ruin him. I know. I said that last week, but... But, uh, Give him a few games. That would have been fine, but... This feeling... Hey, like Dylan... Speaking of Dylan Cousins, if you're looking for any... Positivity right now, causing six points in two games in the WHL. Three goals, three assists. And folks, I'm sick of being negative too. I don't want to listen to myself be negative. I don't want to have these negative thoughts, okay? I, I don't want you guys to have to listen to it all the time. But it's my responsibility as a host of this show to tell you how I see this team. And if, if you're listening to the show, that's what you expect. And I'm just telling you, I have zero hope. Or at least it's dwindling. Do you think they're going to be a lottery team? Yes. High, high lottery pick? Yeah, uh, I think we're bound for another 25th place finish. Not even going to have the best odds. If they finish in 25th place, there's no chance in hell Jason Bottrell still has a job here, right? Mm-hmm. Wait. He's in year what now? Three. 
Right? 1718 was the first year. Right? Yeah. Uh, wasn't I feel like year. it's pretty typical for rookie GMs to get three-year deals. Was Murray fired after three years? Murray was extended. He got it. Yeah, he got an extension. He got the extension. Was fired the year that the extension before oh, okay. the extension kicked in. Okay. Wait, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask a question to the, the Sabers Twitter group chat here. To okay. See if anyone knows. Oh, uh, what? It, it, like Bottrell's contract situation. Because oh. if this is his last year, walk away. Maybe yep. I don't. I don't. It could be. Who knows? It's. It it has to be. This was a make or break off season for Bottrell. He had he had to trade, make a big move. He had to make a big move. He kept Jeff Skinner. That's that's the big move. I think that's something that's forgotten. About Imagine a lot. this team if Skinner walked away. Then we're talking oh bottom my of the God. league. Yeah. But yeah, Bottrell had his work cut out for him this off season. And I'm glad that all offseason, I said Ristolainen will still be on this team opening night. Because I, I was right. I was right. I didn't think this guy would make the move at all during the offseason. And he didn't, because this team is either too scared, um, too scared to move on, doesn't want to move on, or can't... Scared of or what maybe he could become? They just can't say to themselves... Maybe we have to maybe move on. They're, I think this is the wrong way to look at it, but maybe they're looking at, oh, look what happened with O'Reilly. Mm-hmm. But he's, he's O'Reilly scared. is good, was good, always was good. Mm-hmm. Ristolainen never really has been good. He's regressed. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, someone in the group chat said, I think it was a five-year deal. So. Hmm. Still got a couple more years on that. But if it was a three-year deal, this would hypothetically be the end. And they would have to make a decision there. I doubt Terry Pagula, though, wants to pay another guy who isn't actually working for I don't. We hear this smoke all the time. Oh, Pagula doesn't want to pay guys to not work. And they just did it again with Housley. Drill another oil well if you're worried about money, Terry. Okay. Do what's best for the team, and if it's another 25th place finish, I think it's over. It has to be. Do you think he names his oil wells based on, like, the guys who what he built it for? (laughs) This is the Bottrell. This is the Murray. This is the Rex Ryan. This is the Rex Ryan. This is the Housley. This is the Doug Whaley. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Lindy Ruff. This is the Lindy Ruff. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm I'm planning my um my Kyle Opozo well right here my Kyle Opozo memorial well right here. This is here. the last year where Billy Lano is getting paid. Oh yep, so that that one that well is gonna be closing down. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he can repurpose that into the Kyle Opozo buyout memorial well. I want to talk about Kyle Opozo really quick. Okay. Now I'm sick and tired of hearing people say, "Oh, they're not gonna pay Opozo six million dollars to play in Rochester, or sit in the press box. He's gonna be here." Other teams send bad contracts to the minors, regardless of how much they're making or their duration of their contract. Carl Osner just sent to the minors mm-hmm. again. And I'm sure the Penguins probably aren't that far away from sending Jack Johnson to the mm-hmm. minors. So listen, Terry Pagula once said, years and years ago, that the goal is to win the Stanley Cup. The reason for existence. The reasons for existence is to win for the, the Buffalo Stanley Sabres Cup. is to win the Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. Now, 
Are they ever going to do that with Kyle Oposo wearing blue and gold? No. no. It's not going to happen. Do they have a better chance of winning with Oposo on or off the team? Off. Mm-hmm. And Rochester or somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Do what's best for the team. And Pagula's money has nothing to do with this. Mm-hmm. It's a business decision, and they have to make that decision soon. I know, but it's easy for us to say because we're not playing with his money. He's getting the money either way. That's true. It clears a That's little true. bit of cap space. Mm-hmm. You send him off. Mm-hmm. It's like, what is it, $5.25 million instead of six? Mm-hmm. Send him to Rochester. Whatever. Fine. Do you not want to do it right away? Wait a couple months. Because I have a feeling it's going to be like two years ago where expectations were high, they were garbage, and then they're like, oh, and every player is for sale, and then you don't move anyone. They trade for Scott Wilson, <sighs> a fifth-round pick, may I add. That's atrocious. Fifth-rounders don't really become anything usually, but come on. I won't, No one being picked up Scott Wilson off waivers. Like, what are we doing here? Oh, man. It's just a never-ending oh, cycle of mediocrity. It's a never-ending cycle. A vicious cycle. We're in a this, washing This machine feels like right two now. years ago. Mm-hmm. The Dowling year. Now, but I don't even want to talk about this, but it's realistic. Quentin Byfield, Lucas Raymond, Alexis, Alexis Lafreniere. Lafreniere. Hey! <laughs> what if Lafreniere comes into this team next year? They have 30 ish million dollars in cap space. Then we're talking. Then we're talking. Then I'm up here. Then you know I go from you know then down you're here ready. And up here. Yes. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. then that's another top six forward. Yep. On a rookie deal for three years. We need a good Frenchman on the team. When was the last when time was the Sabres? Fr- the greatest Saber of all time, arguably, is a Frenchman. And you know what number Lafreniere wears? Oh my God! Number eleven. I'm sorry. I know people aren't ready for draft talk. I'm not even ready for draft talk, but I'm already starting to pay attention Let's to do the it. draft. Because but... it's all we're going to be able to talk about come the All-Star break. Mm-hmm. It's it's coming, Whoa. and I know this is going to be a hard podcast to listen to. I know it's going to be hard, but Did, was it we're keeping it real. Derriere for Lafreniere. Derriere for Lafreniere. Yep. And Quentin Byfield would be no slouch. Which is, Derriere is essentially booty in... Mm-hmm. Um, in French. Yes. Derriere for Lafreniere. We need a, 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 a Quebecois hero. Mm-hmm. I hope it that's goes not. Circle. I Yeah, I know. I hope that word isn't, like, offensive to Quebecers. Because okay. I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> I mean, no, they have signs up in Canada places that say no Quebecois. I don't know what that means. I, I, I don't know hmm. the French language. I probably sound like a bigot right now. <laughs> okay, let's get into some predictions. Oh, I happened to write down. My standings. Hold. Did you see this picture? I did. We're looking. Is at... Jack Eichel smoking? No, here? Jack what Eichel is, is not smoking oh, he's a eating bowl. Wings. It's okay. a chicken wing. <laughs> he's not getting high, though. It's probably the only relief he has at this point, and I wouldn't blame him. Um, Capo Caco is wearing an "I Love New York" shirt by the looks of things. Folks, this is a photo that NHL and NBC put out. It's a it's a really cool drawing. That would be a sick poster actually mm-hmm. to have of. It's one guy from each team, and it's like they're sitting in a lecture hall, and Ryan O'Reilly is holding the Stanley Cup and teaching them, <laughs> pretty much. And Doc Emmerich is Looks creeping. Looks like 
uh, PK Subban is FaceTiming Lindsey Vaughn. Yep, yep. Uh, There's Doc Emmerich. Doc Emmerich sitting over there. Barkov's raising his hand. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um. Oh, the gritty lunchbox. Oh, I didn't know that. Kucherov's oh. got his awards there. Yeah, there's Kucherov with his awards he stole from Connor McDavid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, anyways, predictions. Predictions. Uh, I have my my standing predictions. Okay. Okay. I didn't come. I didn't come prepared. Didn't come prepared. So I'll just let you carry away with it. For the Atlantic Division, I have Tampa Bay in first. They're going to win it again. Uh, then Boston and Toronto. What do you know? Again, uh, in the Metro, I have the Hurricanes winning it. I'm I'm hopping on that train. Uh, I'm riding that storm. Uh, the Capitals and Penguins. You I think s- the Penguins are going to make I it. I still have the Penguins in. I like their lineup. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, people underestimate the effect Gensel will have on that team, I think, um, and that he already has had. And Galchenyuk, Galchenyuk break out. could have a big year. And my wild cards are the Florida Panthers at the seven seed and the Montreal Canadiens. Mm-hmm. Canadiens, are, Canadiens could rise up there. It's just I, nobody's going to overtake Tampa, Boston, Toronto, so it's going to be difficult. Yeah, I can get down with that. The Islanders are going to fall off. Islanders will not make it. Blue They're, Jackets are definitely going to fall off. The Blue Jackets aren't going to be as bad as people think. I think they could be better than the Islanders just because things shape up weird like that. I see the Flyers around 84 points maybe. Yeah, the Flyers, they're just mediocre. The Rangers. I just, I just don't see it. I fought with putting the Rangers in. I don't um, see it. I don't see it with the Rangers. Yet and the Devils. I think they're going to improve significantly, both those teams. Um, I think. The Devils or the Penguins will be battling for that third uh, metro spot. Mm-hmm. Well, should I go on to the West? Go ahead. In the Central, I have the Dallas Stars winning. Miro Heiskin's going to come back. I don't think a... they're legit. Really? I just don't. Um, they just had a big signing. Something about to... their team just... Who, who do they sign? Uh, Pavelski. Pavelski. Corey Perry. Andre Sakara. Mm-hmm. They did make good moves, but I just... I don't. The goaltending should be fantastic still. It's still Ben Bishop and defense um, is good. Defense they is should make the playoffs. Good, yeah. I don't. I don't think they're a cup threat though. It's something about them just. I have the Avalanche rising in the ranks, finishing second in the Central, and the Winnipeg Jets hmm. finishing third. Okay, uh, they have and their... Bowl U is out a month. The universe wants the Winnipeg Jets to trade for Rasmus Ristolainen. The universe wants the Jets to fail. Uh, <laughs> Did in, the Jets claim uh, Carl Dahlstrom? Someone claimed Carl Dahlstrom. I don't think they claimed anyone. Hold on. Uh, Someone did. In the Pacific, Vegas wins it again. Or it's not much competition. They're followed by the Sharks and the Calgary Flames. The Flames are going to drop off. I do have Johnny Gaudreau in my heart consideration, however. Um, and the Western Conference wild cards. It's going to be a very good Western Conference, so these teams are definitely capable of being in the top of the Central, and that's the Blues at the 7th seed and the Predators at the 8th seed. That doesn't mean the Predators are, you know, deserving of an 8th seed. It's just that conference is too good. Both my wild cards are from the Central Division. So, and it, I, I hope it's a dogfight again, like, Someone has, like, the the conference is so bad, someone has to get in, you know. I think the Coyotes, though, will keep it close. Um, Phil Kessel being there gives them more scoring. That's all they needed last year. Um, but the Coyotes will, will claw back up. Um, the Jets did claim Carl Dahlstrom. Okay. Off waivers from Chicago. I'm, I, I'm very intrigued by, um, I'm sorry, I'm losing my train of thought now, uh, by the Blackhawks. 
this year. Uh, they have the. I don't. They could be a wild card team. I just don't really see it. They're, Alex Nylander's on their first line. I want to see how Debrinket comes back after a brilliant season last year. Uh, the goaltending is going to be interesting. Kane and Taves, another year older. Yep. Uh, I like watching their games too. I, I like their broadcast. Um, uh, but Keith and Seabrook are another year older. I don't know. Yeah. They're, they're an older team. They're, they're trying to get younger. I'm also interested in seeing how the Ducks do. Um, team that was kind of anonymous last year. I don't think they, I don't think they're going to be good. They didn't have Gibson, um, so it'll be interesting to see how far Gibson can take them. Can Raquel um, step forward after somewhat of a step back? Too. Right. It's going to be a lot. First season without Corey Perry since I've been watching hockey. Yeah. So, um, man, I remember Perry wasn't good anyways. So he was barely there last year. I remember yeah. him and Getz. That that's. That's that's in the, the end of an era for me because I remember watching that conference final against Edmonton and Perry was on that team. Like it was, it was a young guy, kind of sad, youngin. Um, Oilers are interesting as well. I think the West is going to be a lot more fun to track. Have you seen um, the Oilers roster? I like Connor McDavid. I'm sorry. Okay, uh, but they're horrible in the East. Though I think the, I think the Oilers are going to finish in last. To be completely honest with you, they're bad. They are. I saw... If they didn't have McDavid, man, oh, man. Do you think... Uh, is is Jahar Kyra like, their Larson or Gergensen's? Do you think More he's been there forever? Upside, though, but mm-hmm. I could see people, yeah, complaining about him, but... Um, wrap it up really quick. We got to finish. Yeah, uh, and just one more little thing. I'm very excited to see... Um, I alluded to this earlier. Devils, Rangers, Islanders. See how... Because they're all getting good again. All three of those teams, so um, I'm interested to see how that shapes up this year. All right, we're going to wrap it up there. Uh, if you're going to the game Saturday, enjoy it. Sabres hockey's back tomorrow. Hopefully they're good for once. Uh, but, yeah, we'll be back starting every Monday once again. We'll, maybe we'll do two episodes a week uh, depending on what's going on. But, yeah, we're, this, that's it for this episode. We wanted to do a quick one, but we went – Kind of our normal time, a little shorter, but yeah. Follow the Charging Buffalo on Twitter, Instagram, at uh, the Charging Buff. Uh, subscribe on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Search for Charging Buffalo Podcast. Follow us on Twitter as well. Joe TCB NHL LVKETCB. Check out our website, ChargingBuffalo.net, and we will be back next week, Monday, to talk about. Thursday's game against the Pittsburgh Penguins, Saturday's game against the New Jersey Devils, and preview next week's games. So stay tuned for that. And hopefully we can talk about some trades because or some roster transactions because I'm sick of these players. Alrighty. See you in the next one. Goodbye.